This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington. In this week's episode, I get to chat with Michael Clay, a technical sales rep from Lincoln Electric who's had quite the journey to get to the position he's in today. He reached out because he heard me and Austin talking about the Hyperfeel system in a previous episode, and he wanted to explain exactly what it is and how long it's been around. He tells us about the kinds of industries that would use this new system and the benefits it has over some other high-deposition processes. He gives us a background on how he learned how to weld, then pursued a career as a welding engineer, then talks about his work with Lincoln and how it's taken him all across the world. Then he leaves us with some advice to keep your mind open to opportunities and the importance of networking. We dive in after a quick word from Lincoln Electric. Are you tired of carrying multiple pieces of equipment on your service truck? Lincoln Electric has introduced the solution, the Ranger Air 260 MPX. This multifunction engine drive combines an air compressor, generator, battery charger, battery jump starter, and multi-process welder in one compact device, specifically designed for the unpredictable circumstances and job demands of the work truck industry. But that's not all. The Ranger Air 260 MPX is also designed to provide a lower cost of ownership with features such as auto stop-start technology and an electronic throttle body engine with variable engine speed. Don't miss out on this versatile and reliable machine that can handle any demanding job site. Visit www.lincolnelectric.com for more information on the Ranger Air 260 MPX available later this year and save space on your truck for other tools and gear with this compact power horse. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience just in case they're not familiar with you and your work? Sure, yeah. Hi, I'm Michael Clay, uh, currently a technical sales rep with Lincoln Electric up in Canada, and that's kind of my, my thing right now. We were talking before we started recording. You've had quite the journey to get to where you are at Lincoln Electric today. But before we dive into that journey, the reason you reached out to me is that you saw us talking about the Hyperfill when we were out at Fabtech because we just saw it. and We were like, this is really cool, but I don't know much about it. And you know a lot about it. So do you want to tell people a little bit about this new process you all have developed? Sure. Yeah. I guess we've had it for, it's been a few years now. I think kind of started coming out with it before COVID time. So I know Lincoln's had a couple of big changes with new technologies and stuff that really came out during COVID. So it's made it tricky. We've, we've heard that a lot is that people see it. They're like, this is new. No, not really. It's been a few years now, but no one's really gotten a big chance to play with it, I think. So Hyperfill specifically, I heard you guys talk and I thought it, it is a it is a neat one, especially when you walk past the machine and you see the two spools hooked up. And you're like, what's going on? And yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's a unique process to us. Like we we are the only company that has anything like this. So there's been you know tandem and twin systems and all that sort of thing for a long time. And, and Lincoln's even dabbled in that before, but it's they're always complicated and tricky. You needed two power sources, you needed two feeders. 
two different arcs set up. They had to be spaced nicely. They had to be kind of lined up right so that you actually got the benefits of getting them to work. So we've really developed a twin wire process that runs off one power source, one feeder, one liner, one set of drive rolls, one contact tip, and developed a waveform too that actually bridges the the wires. We call it like a metal bridge. So we're really only getting a single droplet transfer off of that as well. Yeah, so I saw a it... slow mo of it. Like I was <laughs> when I was doing some research for this, I was like, "That's crazy!" Like that does melt right together at the bottom. Yeah, it's always fun after we do a demo. Then we can show the wire, um, and the wire is coming out of the gun, and there's just one little ball that kind of connects the two wires there too. So we get some pretty crazy deposition rates out of that, but it runs like a single wire. So on paper, really sounds like it shouldn't work, and and when I describe it to people, they're like what (laughs) yeah it's a handheld like yep that's that's the crazy part to me is that it's not like you just have to like put this on a machine and have it go across this is you're actually laying this down absolutely yeah you can run you know by hand probably your your limit ish is about 18 pounds an hour by hand which is crazy when you think about it because we run two oh three five solid wires and just semi-automatic by hand you can put down 18 pounds an hour that's not the limit of the process. The process can go a lot more than that. But then we start getting into, okay, you know, it's starting to get pretty hot. Maybe we want to put this on a, on a, on a bug or a cart or something or on a robot as well, right? Yeah. When you all were developing this, like what, what kind of industries are you really marketing this towards? Like what, what, what kind of problems are you trying to solve with this new process? The big one was really just just high deposition rate welds and doing them easier and faster. So not necessarily bigger welds, but just higher deposition rates that we can get going. Because if you think about it, like a normal semi-auto process, 13 pounds an hour for solid wire is pretty good. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, you're laying it in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so to uh, to be able to get down up to 18 and just the amount of you know pass reduction we can look at for some thick plate welding heavy wall pipe, that sort of thing, where, you know, you'd be putting in pass after pass after pass, depending on, you know, hey, if you're going right from stick welding, or even if you're doing single wire MIG welding, it's a pretty significant process speed increase to jump up to that. So that was kind of the target is just how can we get high deposition welds, but easy, you know, you could jump to sub arc too, but there's a lot more equipment investment and it's Even a totally different is, process, you know. It's, it is, and it is easy, but it's it's kind of like a black art easy, right? Like it's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot more to sub arc where this really is just set a single wire feed speed and a trim and pull the trigger. That's, um, that's I'm crazy. simplifying it a little bit, but <laughs> to generalize, right? It's a really easy process to get. Yeah, I mean, because it is very confusing to me like it going through so is it like tandem drive wheels like is everything just kind of set up like you have two side by side machines inside no no so it'll run the two we run it on our power wave or our pipe fab so kind of our two advanced process machines the pipe fab's really dedicated to the pipe obviously mm-hmm. uh, and the power wave kind of does it all but it, it'll run just a standard feeder that we run on the power wave and the pipe fab. And we have a slightly bigger, like oversized drive roll. So it's still the two wires run through that one drive roll. And then we have a slightly oversized liner. So the two wires will run through that. And then the tip is just a, um, I thought I had one with me. I checked before we jumped on, Dang but it. <laughs> uh, I know. But it's, uh, it's a single contact tip just with two holes on the end of it. Um, and the wire comes out like that. And the cool part about it, because the waveform joins those two wires, 
the orientation of the tip doesn't matter. So if it's like, if the wires are this way or this way, when you're welding across, it really doesn't make a difference. So it really is simple. That's crazy. If I wanted to go try it, like where is there places people can go and like get demonstrations or hands-on training on it? Yeah, like any Lincoln office in the States should really have it. Like up in Canada, we've got our setup here in Toronto area. So we've got one set up. So yeah, most, most of the Lincoln offices would have that set up or, you know, next time I'm pushing for FabTech Canada is in June. So I, I know we'll probably have that demo. So if you happen to make it to Toronto in June, hey, um, all right, we'll probably have that demo running and we can give you a hands-on uh, trial of that too. Oh man. Well, I'll definitely have to, I'll have to throw that out there because I, I I, we've so. never gone to the FabTech up in Canada and we're like, we got to go. It's, it's yeah, right it's up there. Every two years, yeah, every two years. So this is this is the year June twenty twenty four. We'll have it again. Sweet. Well, yeah. I definitely want to be there. I, I definitely want to just check it out. I love Canada, and I talk to people from Canada a lot. Like I probably through the course of the podcast, I think I've maybe have talked to more people from Canada than I have from the U.S. So it's it's I gotta go. I got a bunch of friends up there now. It's a good, good, strong welding industry up here. I know Max Max from the CWB will be at Fabtech for Canada for sure. So oh, I'll um, have to hit him up. He's he's yeah. a good bud too. He's awesome. Oh yeah. I know we we were talking before as well. We did mention that we've also kind of expanded the hyperfill too. So we can run metal core wires. We can also run flux core wires. So we've seen kind of like a need for again upping that deposition rate even with you know vertical up or out of position flux core welding and that sort of thing and that's that's wild um when you're your gun angle that you need to run to get a good vertical up hyperfill is like pointed up almost just to actually get it to build a shelf because otherwise you just you watch it and the arc will just like blow a hole through the plate because it's it's so much metal going in yeah um but it's still manageable which is cool what kind of voltage are you running? Because like that, that just to me, like you have to double the voltage for it to melt no, or no? No, 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 definitely not double. Like our, as an example, if we're running our 2035 solid wires at the kind of the, the peak, like that 18 pounds or so is like 585 inches a minute. So what do you think though? That's two, both of those wires running 585 inches a minute into that. And it runs around 30, little over 30 volts. So manageable, like it's it's hot. It's hot. (laughs) You're not running this off of your like 110 at your house, for sure. No, not so much. (laughs) And and water cooled for sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's crazy. I've never used a water cooled MIG before. Like I've I've never used anything like that. So I would I would love to try it. Like we'll make sure we get you a heat shield on your glove before you give it a go. It's it's (laughs) toasty. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I did spray arc, I was like, Oh, that's uh, this is a little bit toasty compared. Um, And and that's, that's the nice thing that this really runs just like a pulse spray. Uh, We we really tuned that waveform to, uh, to get it to run nice and simple. So the kind of the alternative for high deposition stuff is large diameter cord wires. mm -hmm. And, it, it takes a bit of skill to run like a one sixteenth metal core wire. And, and if you're not careful with it, you can get some good rollover on it. You know, the penetration profile can be not great. So the way this runs is just a really nice, simple, simple. I didn't, I, I was a bit skeptical when, we, when I kind of first heard about it too, just from years of welding and thinking this isn't going to work. And the first time I tried it, I went, oh, okay, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's always so fun when you like, 
because I've got to try a whole bunch of different new innovative products so far. And it's funny when you're like, there's no way, there's no way. And the first time you use it, you're just like, man, people are magicians. Like there's magicians working at these places, you know? Absolutely. I want to kind of transition on how did you get to work for Lincoln in the first place? Because you were telling me your journey is pretty wild and people out there in the welding industry, if you're if you're a welder and you're just like, man, you know, I'm tired of putting the hood hours in and I, I want to explore and try something different. Like there's a lot of opportunities. Can you kind of tell people your journey? Yeah, absolutely. I've realized uh, I'm just kind of hitting my 20 year anniversary in the welding industry now, which is kind of cool. So I got exposed to welding when I was 16 and um, wanted a a skateboarding rail. So I was working at my dad's uh, uh, machine shop. We had a little little stick welder in the back corner. So we busted that out and saw welding for the first time and I thought, this is awesome. Had had kind of thought that I was going to go to either machining, working with my dad, or, or get into some kind of sciences or chemistry in university and all that stuff. And then when I saw the welding, I thought, oh no, like, this <laughs> I, I got to do this. <laughs> I got to do this. So I found up here, there's a, um, I know I've heard from different podcasts and stuff like the, how the welding works in the States and how you guys get certified and everything. And it's so drastically different here in Canada. And, and yeah. um, even within Canada, there's lots of different paths. And I, I thought, okay, I, I like welding, but I don't know that I want to weld all day, every day. So uh, we've got a school up here. It's like a welding engineering program. And that kind of touched on metallurgy, fabrication, welding, robotics, basically everything to do. So it gave you a little bit of everything and sort of said, here are your <laughs> options you can run with, right? So mm-hmm. I, I did that schooling. And then ended up kind of working at a few different places that had a lot of robotics. And that sort of has been my path for a lot of this, has been welding robotics. Traveled around a little bit with that. Um, I've had a lot of different exposure to from automotive to very heavy fab welding to process piping, oil and gas work. I ended up in Western Canada for a little while. And then during some layoffs, um, found myself looking for work and LinkedIn came to the rescue and someone at Lincoln Electric (laughs) saw that I was looking for work on LinkedIn and Lincoln Canada has an aluminum wire facility. And so here we actually make all of our own welding wire. Also just add to that. If you do come to Canada, there's a tour for you. It's really cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, we've got a full furnace uh, in one end and, and making our welding wire package at the other end of the building. So it's pretty unique and no one knows about it. Uh, I found out when I had my interview. So I landed there and then uh, some positions opened up within Lincoln to kind of look after some international markets with that. So I had the opportunity to travel to Europe, China, India, Korea, do some welding in all these different parts of the world. That's and, awesome. um, it was really neat really cool experiences. Um, and then after COVID travel kind of turned off a little bit and, uh, and things, things changed. And, um, I missed welding things other than aluminum and this role, uh, currently like in Toronto area opened up and I can be home every night and get to see some hyperfill and, you know, cobots and all that sort of fun stuff now as well. So, um, that's, that's awesome. kind of what's taken me here in like a quick, <laughs> that's, I mean, it is a journey. It is definitely yeah. a journey. And the, it's been a long one now. <laughs> well, the engineering side, that's what kind of piqued my interest because when I first got into welding, like it was like, you become a welder. And then when okay. you're a welder, you can do all these other things. But then I started learning about being a welding engineer, a welding supervisor, being a, a welding inspector. Like there's all these different things that you can do in the welding industry that 
at, like it's just wild to me. So like the engineering side, like when you went to school, what were the big kind of things that they were trying to instill in you? Like what kind of knowledge was that? Uh, a lot was, you know, the metallurgy side of it. I always thought was the coolest part because, you know, having welded before that and you, you know, you see what's happening, but you don't really know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so from, from the, from the metallurgy side and that part of it and the engineering program is a really cool aspect to see like, oh, okay, this is what's happening when I weld this and it gets too hot or if I quench it right away, what's happening and all this sort of thing. So we did a lot with that, um, we had a lot of kind of exercises that we, you know, we'd go out and weld something and then test it and try different things to welding, change your variables. Like, Hey, what happens if you change the shielding gas or change your voltage or whatever? Right. So you really learn the science behind it. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I really, I really get very nerdy when uh, Nate, the weld scientist goes off on some of his stuff. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> is, I remember all this now. And, and it's cool to see other people doing that and promoting that. Right. It's not just, welding and i think the the other thing that helps is that you know this whole industry in general needs so much not just welders now right and i think we're really starting to see that what are all these other paths that can still help and still get you know people involved in the trade which yeah. is good if you are look at like i try to my big thing is trying to help people in the like food service and the entertainment service like entertainment world because that's my world that's where i came right. from like i was a musician i bartended wait like i waited tables i did all that stuff to just make my dream come true and then covid happened great equalizer and found <laughs> found a new one you know it's like i found welding and i love it but like i just love it because there's so much opportunity for people and like there's a lot of people out there that are they think they're stuck you know like there's like i i lived it i was there it was like okay i'm gonna i can bartend till the day i die you know it's like right. but you don't have to there's so many things out there where if you just being a, a welding engineer, you probably need a little bit of an education. It's probably not just like a one-year program, but... Yeah, it was a three-year program here, um, but it was it was a lot of heavy hands-on time too, though. So it, you could kind of get the chance to really break up the... It's not just sitting in a classroom, which was nice. Like, it was really... Because, I mean, it's welding-focused, so we spent... We did spend a lot of time. We'd, we'd kind of do the theory of things and then go out into the lab and and see it and apply it and say oh okay cool this does happen this will crack if you weld it like this or i can prevent this cracking if i weld it like that so it really it was a cool thing to really try out everything that we got to learn about yeah which was nice well, um, and now are you so with your position up there are you doing a lot of testing and researching now too like are you testing any of the equipment for me yeah like it, it's all the 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 sales reps, um, we all get a chance. So Lincoln, uh, you know, we used to do it a really cool way that everyone kind of had, you know, nine months of welding training. So all of us got that hands-on experience as TSRs. Um, and we, so yeah, really any like new equipment that comes out, if we get, uh, you know, the product managers will bring it up for us to all to try. And, and then we have to be pretty intimate with it. Cause I, I don't know the sales, that, that that word kind of bugs me sometimes, yeah. but it's really, I like to think of it as like a solution provider for someone, right? Is that how can we help you with what your welding problem or concern or whatever that the right word is there, but like, how can we help you find a solution? So we need to be pretty intimate with, you know, cobots, hyperfill, pipe solutions. You know, we've got to know the welding knowledge. So we do spend a good amount of time practicing, playing with it so that we know it, um, 
we just had our, our sales meeting last week where a good chunk of the time was spent with us actually going to all our new equipment, hands-on trying it, getting that time to know it so that we can explain it to our customers, which is nice. That is nice. I mean, that that's one thing about the welding world I really enjoy is that like people that are selling the equipment and even people that like sales reps or customer service representatives, like they know how to weld or they know yeah. like they know what they're talking about. And a lot of other industries I, it hasn't been the same, you know, <laughs> and no, uh, definitely not like so. And I, I do understand your dismay of the the sales, you know, like sales, it always just kind of feels like someone's trying to rip me off, you know, it's like, but in the welding world, it's, it's more, I'm just trying to help you, you know, it's like, I'm trying to make your job happen because we need it. Like it needs to get done. This is important work that needs to get done all over the place. So we need to try to figure out how to make it as easy as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's nice too, for things like, um, you know, just that, that welding help, right? Like they, there's AWS in the States and Canada's got our CWB and all of the welding companies, we all support these, you know, like we're all competing in our sales stuff, but we all support, you know, AWS and CWB and work together on these things to try and get people involved and then to help with that welding industry, right? That's what I kind of like about it too, is that, you know, all these other companies I see, I've got friends that work for these competitor companies and stuff, but we can all still chat welding and talk about welding and you know give each other crap of course but yeah <laughs> yeah no it's my like, machine's better than your machine but it's uh <laughs> yeah. but at the end of the day we're still friends that's absolutely that's awesome absolutely well i always try to give people a decent amount of advice when we end these episodes and from your journey you've been on the welding side, you've been on the kind of like engineering side and research and development, and now you're in sales. What kind of advice would you give somebody that is just getting into the industry and don't know what to do? I think I say this a lot. I, I think it's be open to things. Two things, I guess. Be open and network, network, network. So networking's crazy. So many of my job changes have just come from I knew someone. And then if I was looking for work, it was like, oh, hey, there, this person over there is hiring. So that that's key. Like the welding industry is so small. Someone knows someone who's looking to hire someone. It, it always right. So and the the other thing is being open to things. So my big story is that in school I hated 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 robotics. I was convinced I was going to go down the inspection path. That was the way I was going to go. Uh, I was going to go work out the oil field and and just inspect pipe and do all that kind of stuff. And something just sort of fell into my lap and I thought, okay, I'm going to go with this. And, and it's opened so many doors. I've had so many crazy experiences over this last, you know, many years because I was open to it because like we've talked about that there's so many different paths in the welding industry you can take. If you're closed off to something, it, it really limits you, I think. Yeah. Um, to being open to just saying, yeah, I'll go give that a shot. And you know what, maybe that wasn't it. I'll go try this with welding. And, you know, once you learn all these different paths and everything too, then it has so many more doors open because you can say, Hey, I've done that. or I've tried this and I know what to do there. And, um, the funny part with that, I actually, I ran into my college professor years after I was in the industry who taught my robotics class and he <laughs> laughed because he's like, man, you 
were not good in your robotics class. Like you didn't like it. You didn't come. I'm like, no, no. I said, and, and what's your career path now? Robotics. I'm doing robot, robotic applications uh, and customer demos for robots. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's, it's just funny how it works. I think being open is just is key because there are so many more doors open that way. Absolutely. And one more thing, now that you did kind of touch on the robotic side, everyone's, yeah. that's a big debate that I keep hearing too, is like people are afraid of the automation because they think it's going to take their jobs and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's yeah. not, that's not the truth. You know, what is your stance on like, how do you help people feel more comfortable trying automation? That, that makes me laugh too. I get, I get my back up with that all the time with the, you know, the robots are, are taking our jobs and everything. Cause the, the big thing too, is that, you know, you still need that welding knowledge there. Right. So it's not, you know, the robot isn't just going to come in and, and be able to do everything. And it always, there, there'll always be limitations on what the robot's going to do anyway. Right. So it's, it's never going to completely come in and, and take this welding trade away. Cause there's too much, finesse or hands-on or, or just little bits of knowledge that are in there. Right? Robots are stupid. I've spent a lot of my life with them, but <laughs> they're, they're really dumb. They're, they're doing what you're telling them to do. So I think that I try to get welders involved in the automation part of it to show them that like, Hey, this is just going to make your life easier. And you know, the big one too is, you know, welding the, the little crappy jobs that you hate doing, the repetitive stuff, like that's where you want to put your robot. Then you can go use your brain and your fabricating side to build something that the robot can't do. Yeah. So I, I try as much as possible to really get the welder involved and show them that like, hey, we need your knowledge. Because again, I can show a programmer how to move a robot around, but they don't know what the right gun angle is. You know, they might be dragging it along. Like, oh no, you, you need to push this. So. <laughs> It's and the welder knows that kind of stuff, right? So it's it's kind of good to show them. And that's why the cobots are kind of neat because it's collaborative. They're working together with the welder, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I w- I would love if I had a space where I could actually have one. You know, it's like my my yeah. shop here at the house. It's not really cobot friendly, but you know, right. someday it would be so cool to have one. When I started hearing about them, I was like, man. You know, that's exactly what I would want because I do a lot of small fabrication jobs for like bars and restaurants. But, you know, if I could replicate things over and over again and have them be perfect every single time, it'd be cool. Absolutely. If people are interested in learning more about the Hyperfill or even Lincoln Electric, you know, where should they go to find more resources? Yeah. So, I mean, our our website, lincolnelectric.com. and on there, we've got kind of landing pages for all of our big solutions. So there's obviously a Cobot landing page there. there there's going to be Hyperfill Solutions pages. So the nice thing with those is that you can go to the website. It gives you kind of an overview of what's going on there. And then if you want more information, we've got kind of a form su- uh, submission request at the bottom of all those pages to say like, hey, I'm interested in the demo. And that'll get sent to your local area, wherever you are, like you know, within North America, especially, we've got uh, sales offices and demo centers set up throughout the U.S., Mexico, Canada. Anywhere you are, you are, you could Anywhere see you it are. happen. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's yeah. awesome, man. And if people want to get in contact with you, how should sure. they? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I just, it's a quiet page right now because I, I kind of had my Instagram as a personal page for a long time. And then I, I was sort of flooding it with welding stuff. So I just recently had a little welding page set up. It's the, the Canadian welding guy. 
So that's me on Instagram. Like I said, I just kind of started that up because I was, all my friends were annoyed with my welding stuff. So <laughs> but, all right, I'll put this over here. <laughs> uh, that's, that's how it goes, man. Like I have, I have music page. I do a beer podcast. I got nice. welding stuff. I've got my personal stuff. Like I've got too many pages nowadays. Too many but, Instagrams. Yeah. But <laughs> it's funny how people just get so upset. They're just like, I, I just want your normal life back. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know what? They're probably not even that upset. It's just me thinking like, oh, maybe I don't want to be dumping all this stuff on here. I'll just find the like-minded folk that want to listen to their welding and stuff. So, Hey, I mean, it's not bad finding the right place for the right kind of content, you know? So absolutely. And I'm glad you found us from being, yeah. in, you know, just watch, watching a little, or was it from the podcast or was it from the recap video? Uh, the podcast, actually, I was okay. driving around and just heard it. So I wasn't even watching the video. I just heard the, uh, I heard you talk. I just heard hyperfill and my ears perked up. Like, like, oh, oh, I know that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you reached out and you were like, no, let's talk about what this really is. You know, cause yeah. like, yeah. I love learning. If there's any, any new technology coming out, let me know. I would love to learn about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Fab Tech Canada. We'll, we'll get you up here. Uh, I'm June. June, June is happening. Yeah, I forget the exact date, but yeah, end of June, I think. Well, I will be there. I I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me, and we definitely got to. I'm gonna make it up there. I gotta make oh. it up there. <laughs> thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Weld.com podcast, and thank you, Michael, for one listening to the podcast, but two reaching out to teach me about the hyperfill system. I'm shooting to make it up to Fabtech in Canada next year, so save me a demo spot. I also want to give a huge shout out to Lincoln Electric for sponsoring the show and making it possible. Thanks for helping us all learn about the different pathways in the industry. If you have a topic that you'd like me to cover on the show or you'd like to be a guest, reach out to me on the Weld app at BowDidIt or shoot me an email to boww at weld.com. Speaking of the app, if there's a process that you're trying to learn, check out our e-learning section. There's tons of videos in there with downloadable resources, but if you don't find what you're looking for, let us know and we'll do our best to make a video about it. Download the app today and join the welding community. Until next time, we'll see you out there.